Hello world, welcome to Crooked Crown Podcast. I am your host, Lamar, and my goal for this podcast is to inspire and uplift people while practicing self-care and self-awareness who would hopefully reach out to others in need. And this episode, we are going to talk about accountability and One of the quotes that I saw that stuck out for me is getting your getting your life together requires a level of honesty you can't even imagine. There's nothing easy about realizing you're the one that's been holding you back this whole time. It resonates with me because we have to take accountability of what we do And also, essentially means acknowledging the role you play in your own life, the good and the bad. You know, rather than looking around for someone or something else to blame, you must accept that you are in charge of what is going around or you are in control of your emotions. So, my there, I put list name steps of how we could take accountability of our own lives and also our own what we say hmm. I would say our own like progress as well for me well let's go through the first step first step I would say is to break your bad habit it's always a taking accountability for your harmful behavior is acknowledging the behavior. Breaking habit begins when identifying and accepting it for what it is. Once you do this, you become more aware and more conscious of what of when you are doing it. And this gives you the power to stop before you pull that verbal or mental trigger to make sure that the harm harmful behavior isn't repeated you need to commit to changing any harmful attitudes and behavior this involves deep self-reflection so it will look different for every individual situation i would say my bad habit is helping others and expecting them to do the same for me um during this pandemic i probably discussed this but i had someone living with me at a point in time this person was living with me for on and off for the past three years and i allowed him to be in my house and not seeing that just being taken advantage meaning that i was he this person never offered to pay bills this never this person you know, never offered to um, buy groceries to help chip in. And me being on my own for the past five years, having someone in my space disrupts my peace. Even, you know, I do, I do have a two-bedroom apartment, but just someone being there and not respecting boundaries and you telling that person how to clean up is, you know is just something that I shouldn't have to do but um push comes to shove fast forwards and now we're no longer speaking he just started to be very disrespectful and just started to lie so eventually 
before I debuted this podcast, I just forced them out. And my thing is just, I am learning from this that situation is I can offer... I can offer advice without giving help. Meaning if, you know, I could, I'm very good in accounting and finance. I told you guys that's my career field. I can help you budget, but I don't want to sacrifice my peace and my happiness for someone to live with me who is extremely ungrateful and didn't appreciate what I was doing for them. And I know that they can't reciprocate because they don't have an apartment of their own. They're always living with roommates, which is never a bad thing, but it's just unsteady where if I need help, I know that that person would never be able to help me. So my way of breaking a bad habit in that perspective is not always giving um without is out always offering help meaning if someone is low on money besides family and a solid three good friends if someone needs you know money I'm not going to give it or if I do it's like $20 where or I wouldn't have someone live in my house for a long period of time because that person lived here from early April to mid-May with just being very just unaware of just boundaries so it's it's a step in the right direction it's just now I'm becoming accountable because it wasn't just him it was me allowing this person after I set rules and boundaries that I, you know, I wouldn't just say forgive. I would just say I didn't just say I could have said no and he would have found another place to live. So it's not just on him. It's on me too. So uh, step two would be stop blaming others. To be blamed is seen as a sign of insult. As a result, we don't take, we don't like taking ownership of our mistakes. Instead, We look for somebody else to blame so that our self-esteem and reputation is intact. It's easier to find faults in others than to self-introspect, accept our own fault, and change so that we don't make the same mistake again. Like I just, um, I could give another one. Another example of taking accountability is, oh my God, when I was in high school, I was such a liar. I lied about everything and it was so bad because I'm not a good liar. I don't like to lie now, but I used to just lie about everything until like uh, my high school friends where they would just laugh because they knew I was lying. Um, now I could say, well, not now, but like we're going to say in college, I just stopped, you know, lying about things. I was very honest, but they know me since high school and they just saw me as a liar. So I had to... Uh, readjust and have a direct conversation about you know that's what I was doing in high school to be accepted and to lie about you know name brands or having not having money or you know um just like the littlest things 
possible and that's how they remembered me but if I am trying to make change you cannot keep bringing me to my past so although I do see where they were coming from because I was I was just lying so I I understand but if I'm trying to change I would need them to see the progress and adapt to the change um I also would say The third step is identifying your triggers for denial. Triggers are easily identifiable by the way someone reacts to something. For instance, triggers may occur when someone remembers an event or when an uncomfortable experience happened. The experience may cause someone to lash out, break down, or cope in unhealthy ways. As a result, individuals with unchecked triggers can cope in harmful ways, foster unhealthy relationships, and endure much suffering. Uh, Back to the example of having someone live with me, my identified trigger for me is when he was just lying to my face and I knew he was lying. And me trying to be supportive during this um, pandemic, I was just... I confronted him and said, I do not like liars. I don't like when somebody tries to insult me with a lie. You start to remind me of my father. We'll get into that another episode. That's that's a chapter. But I told him that it's triggering to insult me with a lie when it's going to come out. So when we had that conversation, he did apologize. And we said, moving forward... Well, I asked him, is there anything that you lied to me about? And he said no. And I said, okay, going forward, if you lie again, I can't take this. And we can no longer be friends. So one of my triggers (laughs) is, you know, is something that is basically when someone lies, it just triggers family history. And it's just not fair especially if I brought it to you in a direct conversation also once you identify your trigger I would say it's healthy to active actively shift your emotional state you can practice this step at any time even when you first notice a reaction to help you think through your triggers and responses when you determine what you want to do next shift into that emotion that will help you get the best results i would say there are a few but i kind of did some research and i just picked a few that made the most reasonable sense where it could be relatable i could say one is relax breathe release the tension in your body when I knew that that person was lying and it was triggering. I'm not, I'm good with confrontation, but I'm not, mm, I'm not argumentative. I'm not going to go back and forth. I'm really emotionally detached when, you know, I'm not emotional with my responses. It's just more of, I'm very direct and assertive. So I'll let you talk, but then at the same time, this is my point of view. This is my message. I would say also detach. 
Another step, another emotion is detachment. Clear your mind of all thoughts. Sometimes people need a moment. You don't want to say, you don't want to bring up someone's past. You don't want to be emotionally involved where you, your point, your message is not getting across. And also you just, you know, you don't want to give them that reaction. It's not worth it. I would say, you know, if you have to detach yourself and handle it another day or within an hour, depending if that person lives with you or not, that's what's best. But you don't want them to feel like, you know, you still to their level. I could say another one is also focus. Choose one keyword that represents how you want to feel in this moment. Breathe in the word and allow yourself to feel the shift. I don't have a safe word. I just know I'm good at in getting, kind of analyzing how this conversation is going to go. If you're not listening, then I sometimes my negative also a bad habit is for me to shut down and not wanting to talk about it where it's kind of rude because that person can have an opinion although I may not agree with opinion I'm learning to have an open mind and see their point of view and their perspective it's hard it's not easy but I am trying to grow and prosper um so those are once so those are like the helpful uh emotions that you could do when you're being identifying triggers i one another step is acknowledging the effects your behavior has on others your attitude and behavior can positively or negative negatively affect a person their behavior their actions their perceptions even their attitudes a person may not always be aware of his or her attitude or the effect it's having on behavior. Your behavior can also be a deficit not only for yourself, but for others around you as well. Your energy, if negative, could attract negative people to you. An unhappy person has the power to attract un- other unhappy individuals. Make a conscious effort to choose your attitude so that you can impact your relationship. So you can impact how your relationship flourishes. I can say from 2017 up until we're going to say recently, I was just in and out of just, I can honestly say I wasn't as in peace or alignment with myself as I am now because that I allow that person to like be in and out of my life for quite some time when he needed I was there for him but he wasn't there for me I was there for him emotionally financially uh just everything all in one but I'm noticing that I attracted him because I was in a negative state of mind where if I was in that state of mind today, I don't think we, I don't think I would have entertained him. So, 
I want to step out of my comfort zone and, you know, once this pandemic has, you know, come to a better predicament, I would like to go out. I would want to, like, meet more people that's, like, like-minded as me, as in has a goal, accomplish their goal, or not even just, not just a, even accomplishing goals, just genuine people. It's so hard to meet genuine people where you don't know their intentions and... I don't want to think like that. I want to at least try and step out of my comfort zone. I am an introvert, which I love to be alone, but I do want to change my perspective and at least go out. Um, I don't think this month. I don't know. I don't think this year. But at least I want to like focus on myself. I been analyzing my negative traits sometimes where I could be judgmental I was judgmental at things and it's just like I don't have a voice or a place to judge because we all are fighting demons that no one knows about we are all fighting we are all our worst critics so I don't I'm I could say I'm like a solid 90% out of that space. Sometimes it's just a reaction, but my thing is I know how to control the reaction now, where it's just like, you know, focus on yourself. Everyone is dealing with their own. What is their purpose? Why are you thinking like this? How do we shift the energy back? How do we focus on you? Um, so I would say... Once we start taking accountability of our negative traits, we can at least start growing in a better perspective for everyone. And not only just us, but for the people around us. We need to remember that accountability is a process and that there are steps that we need to take responsibility and also accountability for the harm we have done to another person. We deserve self-love so that we can continue to take responsibility for our actions and improve our relationships with ourselves and others. I hope you guys are having an amazing Labor Day weekend. I hope that your week is full of happiness, accomplishing goals, and I hope you're becoming, I hope you are doing self-love and self-care, even if bubble bath, listening to music, long walks in the park, lighting candles, even in a dark space, take yourself, uh, what is that called? You'll, I would even say, whatever makes you happy, I hope that you are doing little things and not only just doing little things to make you happy, but also putting in the work to progress. And I hope everyone has a good weekend. And I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy. Stay safe.